잡고 walking on the moon 굳게 다친 몸 빠짐없이 열어 오랫동안 기다려왔던 꿈 사랑한다 뻔한 그 한마디가 특별하게 느껴지는 Welcome, everybody, to a brand new edition of the Slasher Sanitarium. I'm your host, Troy, and today we're talking about episode 5 of The Silent Sea, this one entitled Secret Storage. Now, you remember last episode, uh, we had the crew find a hidden hatch, and inside of that hatch was a bunch of foliage. So... This episode starts with a scene of Song looking through her email uh, that we saw on a previous episode, but this time we get a little bit more on it. Uh, we still see that the fine Luna is revealed, but turns out the email has a lot more information on it than just that, because Song is able to use the information to draw a map of the facility, showing that, of course, before she arrived at Balahay Station, she knew exactly where everything was. The crew then stand over the hatch covered in leaves in present time. Iwan and Suhyuk go down first, and the area is very deep and seems to run under a large portion of the facility, if not the entirety of it. Suhyuk uh, reports that it's a secret storage facility, and the rest of the crew enters. Uh, they say that this is not on the blueprint, and Kim questions how so many plants have grown. Uh, in such a short amount of time. We see that there are several different storage rooms, and they find that all of the samples are actually hidden down here, and not in the rooms they saw before. There are literally hundreds of them, all with green lights, all perfectly functional. Song sees a broken sample on the floor, with plants growing out of it, and Dr. Hong says that all the plants must have grew from just that little sample of water. E1 and Kim are told to follow the captain as Su Hyuk is told to secure the storage area. Song extracts a sample from the wall and sees that it is indeed lunar water. Ryu and Dr. Hung start pulling samples out of the wall as well. Song opens one of the samples up and Han sees something inside the storage area move. Su Hyuk radios in saying that the other rooms are filled with samples as well. He then hears something nearby. We see from inside the room to the outside hallway as uh, Su Hyuk goes running past and then something tackles E1 and rips his arm off. We see the figure then stand up and they grab the sample out of E1's hand and tosses it aside. Suhyuk grabs a gun and shoots at the figure, uh, which causes the sample they were holding to shatter. The figure hauls ass out of the way, and Dr. Hyung checks on E1, but he's already dead. The figure is shot, uh, but they are able to jump and dodge incredibly fast, and they are able to get away from them. 
Ryu manages to catch a glimpse of the figure, and he sees that the superhuman person is a small girl in a lab coat. Her eyes wind up uh, closing horizontally, and then she runs off, and she winds up slamming into E2 on the way out. Song notices that the sample that was shot is reacted to Ewan's blood, and it is expanding and filling up the, the room. They grab some of the samples, and they haul ass out of the storage area, leaving Ewan's body behind. We hear a warning of the thermoregulator anomaly, which causes all of the samples on the wall to turn red, and they are no longer usable. Dr. Huang asks for help getting E2 out of there, because his leg is hurt and he is unconscious. They get him out and back up onto a table, and they see that there is blood in his lungs. Um, and once they take his shirt off, we see that the actor that plays, plays E2 is pretty fucking ripped. Dr. Hung and Song both work on E2, but he needs a blood transfusion. So Ryo steps up and says he's typo, so he can provide it. He sits down next to E2, who is now getting stabilized as Ryu is providing him with fresh blood. What a start to the episode. Uh, I had a feeling when you've got guys named E1 and E2 that they were most likely going to die. They made it a lot longer than I thought they would. Uh, E1, who's been used more than E2, getting his arm ripped off is bonkers like that was such a, a crazy scene and now we know that this thing that's been running around the facility and has already led to the death of two crew members is a like small child and the idea that she's a survivor becomes a little bit more plausible now kim and suhyuk talk about the creature or the girl. Song says it's likely the girl killed Jisoo as well, and says that whenever they find water, she winds up showing up. Han asks if she could be a survivor, and Song says, well, she's behaving like a child. She is behaving like she's trying to keep what she believes is hers, which are the samples. And Han says, well, from her perspective... She thinks that we're the intruders, which was pretty good. Like it's that's a a really good theory on it. Like, yeah, if she's been living there by herself because everyone is dead for the past five years, like there's nobody there to tell her, like, yo, uh, don't kill people. <laughs> so anyone that comes in to the facility there and's trying to take her samples. She's going to react pretty negatively. Han says that her attacks have come from the ventilation shaft each time. He then talks to Director Choi, and Han shows her the samples they collected. Choi says that they must kill the girl because nobody else can get these samples. Han says that she's a young girl wearing a lab jacket, and asks if she might be a survivor. Choi says it doesn't matter who she is, just that she has stopped and that they get every sample that they can so that nobody else can get it. 
at least she's being a lot more open with the fact that like she doesn't give a shit all she cares about is you give me those samples because i need to make a fuck ton of money han and song talk uh she wants to go back into the storage room but han says it's not safe and he doesn't want to lose another crew member Song says that she needs the data because once there was 187 people on this station, this station, and now they're all dead. And they don't know what it is that they're bringing back with them. And if they don't have that information, they could very well wind up killing everyone on Earth. Han says the answer doesn't matter because they'll take the samples and the kid back no matter what. But Song says she's not doing this for her personal reasons anymore. It's about the survival of Earth. Han says, if you really need to investigate, then you need to take Dr. Huang with you. Han then heads over to the main ventilation shaft opening as Suhyuk and Kim are both checking out other shafts to try to find the girl. So Han winds up softening quite a bit here. He clearly still doesn't like 100% trust Song, but he's putting up less of a fight now. Like, obviously, yes, his main mission is still, like, don't lose any more crew members, and he just lost another one. But, uh, yeah, it was nice to see him kind of be like, okay, um, I don't like it, but at least I'm going to partner you up with Dr. Hung and make sure that, like, the two of you can keep each other alive kind of thing. So, Dr. Hung tells Rio to call her if he winds up filling up the blood, tra- blood transfusion device before she gets back. As she and Song leave, Rio takes out his own communication device and starts texting the person that the samples are found. So, so it would appear that Lee Jisoo wasn't the only mole on the project. Now, I like Rio, and... He was uh, sort of instantly a, a, a fun character and somebody that you could kind of lapse onto. Not not in the like um, extent that some of the other characters have been. I mean, obviously, um, Su Chan was kind of like the comic relief on things, and he was somebody that you like instantly um, liked. But obviously, he was the first one that was dead. Lee Jisoo was so obviously a mole that that didn't really hold much weight when it was like oh yeah by the way he's a mole now 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 here's Ryu somebody that so far you know we've we've looked at as being like oh he's he's a good guy he's you know doing all these things to try to to save the the station and get the samples back and everything of that so the fact that he's one of the spies uh, is much more impactful because I I didn't think that they would have more than one. But after that first episode, like Rio just kind of disappeared for a little bit. So once he like wasn't at the forefront of a lot of things, like I kind of forgot about him a bit. Um, like he kept kind of popping up and. And that would be about it. So I don't feel like I had the, the, as good of a connection with him as I probably could have. Um, but him, you know, being a, a, a spy for either Dr. Choi or somebody else. Um, I'm thinking at this point somebody else. Because don't feel like she would need to have two spies in this place here. So 
I'm going to assume that this time we'll actually get answers, and most likely it'll be once that person is still alive, instead of Lee Jisoo, where it was just like, oh, he's dead, but he also was a spy, I guess? But... Suhyuk and Kim reach the first storage room, and they find um, that it doesn't look like the girl has even been through this area. They find another entrance, and they see an open ventilation shaft door, and there's blood trailing from it. So now they're on the trail of the girl. Song and Hyung return to the hidden storage and find the Luna data block. Hung asks about Song's sister, and Song says that she never even knew that her sister was at the station. Song says that her sister tried to call her from the station right before the accident, but Song didn't take her call, and she openly wonders if taking the call would have changed anything. I don't know how long Song's sister was gone. Um, I would assume it has to be kind of a, a while. So maybe there was a little resentment there to like her just disappearing. But we do see that once that call comes in, Song is right there, and she could have easily taken it, but instead she chooses to ignore it. And that's got to give you a lot of regrets and, you know, being like, I could have talked with her one last time. So, yeah, just kind of strengthens the reason why she's there. Song and Hong return to the hidden store, or sorry, um, Suhyuk finds another new area, um, and this is also not in the blueprint. And he says that this area leads to the dorms, and they wind up finding a dead body in the hall. So Suhyuk says they should check out the dorms as well, because there might be something there. Uh, Kim doesn't agree. He would rather not look at some spooky-ass dorms, but Han tells him to do so. We go back, and Ryu continues to text with the person. Uh, he was about to send the message, we have a situation, but he then erases it and instead grabs a gun. Cut back over and Song scans the data block, but finds that all of the information has been erased. And she says, somebody clearly did this intentionally, this wasn't a malfunction. Suyuk and Kim happen upon another open vent, and as they approach it, Han drops down in front of them. And he's as confused as they are as to how the hell they wound up winding up in the same spot. Suyuk says the blueprint shows that they should have been heading to the dorms, but instead it looks like they've gone into a big circle. And they all kind of agree that the girl knows her way around the facility better than they do. It doesn't help any that their maps are not right, and that leads to some more questions on why their maps wouldn't be right, and why all of these secret hidden areas and things like that. Ryu grabs one of the samples and loads it into a storage case. And Hong and Song arrive back and they ask why Ryu is boxing up the samples. He claims they have new orders to meet in the command center and it's a security breach to leave the samples out. Unless he's going to kill these two right here, like, it's not going to be hard to figure out that he's lying. Like, once they get to the storage area, or, or not the storage area, the command center, or once they meet up with Han and he's like, no, I didn't give any new orders, they're going to be like, what the hell's wrong, dude? What, what are you doing? Ryu says uh, they're just being careful in keeping the water away from the girl. 
Song says she is the one who decides where the water will be stored. Ryu says, fine, fine, and he gives up trying to move the samples. He winds up putting his hand on the gun, and he clearly thinks about taking out Song and Hung, but then we see the girl shows up at the door. She stands there looking at them all, as Hong radios to Han that the girl is there. Ryu winds up shooting at the girl, and she leaps around the room and winds up clotheslining him to the floor. Song grabs one of the samples as Han and the others arrive back. Song slowly places the sample on the table in front of the girl, and we see her eyes blink horizontally again as the episode ends. That was uh, an episode where, other than the death of E1, there was a lot of, like, in-between moments. There really wasn't as much stuff going on in this episode. And I understand it's episode 5, it's setting up for the finale here. But, so far, we have uh, a good number of our crew that are dead. We've got... Our first one, Mr. Huang, who died of a punctured lung from the crash. Then we had uh, Li Jisoo, who was killed by uh, the girl. We have Gong Su Chan, who was dead from the infection. And now we have E1, who was killed after she ripped his arm off. We've also now got E1 uh, pretty laid up in the med bay. So... Of the remaining people, we have five people that we know are good. Kim Hee-sun, the pilot. Uh, Gang Soo-hyuk, the security guy. Dr. Hong, Song, and Captain Han. And then we've got Ryo Tae-suk, who is our uh, spy and lieutenant engineer. I guess... Uh, I mean, if I would have known that he he was a spy, I probably would have been keeping closer eye on him and seeing if he did anything that was maybe suspicious. I don't feel he did. There is a good chance that when he told Han to go out and fix the communications thing, that he activated that elevator and tried to kill Han. Because there there was no explanation for that at all, of like, why is the elevator working? You said it wasn't working, kind of thing. Um, the fact that... It's, it's funny, though, because Ryo is the one who alerted them that Lee Jisoo was a mole. Because he's the one who actually, like, looked for the communicator, which obviously he knew Lee was going to have, and sent him down there to retrieve it, so... I don't know if that was just a case of like him being like, well, if they think that he's a mole, then they won't suspect that there's a second one. You know, that's a possibility. Or it was that he, he wanted the communication device back. I don't know. But, yeah. We've got a couple more episodes to go on this season. I do not know if they're doing a second season or not of the show, or if it's just going to be one enclosed uh, season. I'll let you know once I know. Um, but we are starting to uh, to get into it now. We've we've got uh, this either survivor or something like clearly not all the way human person running around killing people, and 
she's got some kind of connection to the water. I don't know if it's just a matter of like she doesn't want it to go or if she knows that it's dangerous to humans or what, but it's definitely something. So, uh, I know this is a shorter episode, but like this, like I said, this episode just didn't have as much going on with it. There was a, a great deal of them kind of looking through the vents and not finding her at all. And then we were just like, all right, now, you know, there's a lot of, of like lingering glances of Ryu, like looking at things and trying to figure out things. So it just, it, it was a, it was a setup episode. It was exactly what, uh, it needed to be. And I'm hoping that we start hitting the ground running on these last couple episodes here. But, uh, I want to thank you for listening and I'll be back again soon. Until then. Bye-bye.